Wolverine. Hello and welcome to the Examination Podcast, the one where we keep you up to date with all things going on in the world of X-Men. We got an X-Men comic again with an X-Men team. Look, you can say in the, the world of X-Men now, not just Krakoa. Uh, we got a lot to talk about this week, including Loki, uh, some other Marvel news. Uh, my name is Quentin Ryan Emler. This week, I'm joined by Kelsey Strutz. The Iron Man of the podcasting world. Dude, don't limit yourself. You're the juggernaut. You're unstoppable. You're here every week. That's right. Uh, Dane Rainier is not here this week. He uh, had a busy court week, and it's also his birthday. <laughs> his birthday so, is his. Happy birthday, Dane. Kind of. Happy. Kind of. Happy, I oh, guess. I, I want too much every, every, week. every day gets him older, closer to death. Birthdays are a human thing. Human. Or mutants around these parts. Immortal. Immortal. Speaking of immortal, through all time and all space and all the other things, uh, let's talk Loki season one. Now, uh, in the news, uh, we talked about Cerebro hooking up to that. Loki just got renewed for season two. Uh, I'm in the future. I've seen all of season one, and I can tell you that it is awesome. Um, really, really great special show. Uh, we'll talk about the last episode with Dane next week. But we episode five was no pushover either. We got to see all the Lokis. We got to see a fight. We got to see Loki have some sweet sentimental moments with his uh, significant other, Loki. And um, just... A, a really well done episode with some powerful moments considering we were introduced to old Loki at the, you know, cliffhanger post credit scene last episode. Whenever they like went through the story arc of this episode, I felt stuff whenever he had that big rogue stand. How'd you feel about Loki episode five? I really liked it. I, I still get a chuckle out of the fact that Loki's romantic interest is basically so, himself. Yes. I think that that alone is hilarious. Like the only one who could love him is him, so that is good. Um, so narcissistic, it took himself to fall in love. Richard Grant, I believe, is the name of the actor who plays older Loki. He is just tired. He nailed it. He's been in other stuff before. If you paid, if you've ever seen his IMDb, I've seen Wasn't him in he other things. Mandalorian season one. The was he the guy in Mandalorian season one that like put everything in the motion and like hired Mando. Oh, no, no, no. That's Werner Herzog. And he would, oh, talked, yeah, yeah. he would have talked the exact same way he talks in Mandalorian. So there would have been no mistaking him. He would not have changed yeah, you're anything. Right, you're right. Um, but it, Sorry to both great that, actors. That, that, that build up to that final illusion he casts where he, and, you know, he's yelling, you know, this is my purpose. This is my glorious purpose. And. You know, Loki seeing both the other Loki seeing it and going, oh, I guess we're probably more powerful than we think we are. Um, yeah. I thought that's great. The, the fight with President Loki. Obviously, yeah. Loki is an alligator. I mean, it, all, all that. Yeah. Young Loki, the fact that he's in charge because he killed Thor. Yeah. Uh, Dude. There's just Loki, all these little things that were, were good. Loki is a show... That couldn't exist without 10 years of Marvel. Right. Like, it is such a show that's just like, I can do whatever I want, deal with it. Like, like it's like Kevin Feige right. being like, they, I can make a show where there's an alligator with horns. 
This is post Guardians of the Galaxy Marvel Universe. Yeah. They no, couldn't they couldn't crazy. get away with this type of stuff until they did Guardians and, and tested the waters with that. They didn't well, have that flop. And they go, okay. Travel. Yeah, like, it's like we can start getting crazy. So yeah, we can yeah. do whatever we want. At this point, it's like you can tell whatever story you want to tell. And we can't yeah. we can't argue anymore because you do it masterfully. So, yeah. um, we've got to put praise for Loki. I can't wait to talk next week about this show because I think you're going to love the last episode. Um, last bit I want to say was my favorite. I think Owen Wilson deserves a lot of credit for how good Loki is, too. He does a good I job. I think of so, too. It. Yeah. Um, and, and favorite, favorite bit was how do you know he's even Loki? He could just be an alligator with horns. I don't, I don't know. He's green. Well, how do you know it's not all an elaborate lie, although? That makes him more Loki. More likely yeah. to be a Loki. <laughs> yeah, I liked. I, I, yeah, Alligator Loki is good. It, it, it is. It is a well done show. Um, we also need to get into the fact that Deadpool has been made a part of the MCU in a weird, haphazard way, in in Deadpool fashion. You know, nothing that actually will affect the MCU ever because they can't allow that. But there he is. In, like, in a cheap cash grab, grab that helps Ryan Reynolds yes. and, and Taika Waititi. Yes, that's exactly why it exists. That's And you will never see Deadpool affect the universe, okay? He will always be in the background of stuff, like becoming a Jason. He will comment on, but never take part in. Like, you won't see him in the next Avengers run or anything like that. Except maybe like a guy driving a bus or something, yeah, small because they they can't allow it. But that's good because it allows them to have a little more free reign with what they do. Um, how do you feel about the idea of Stan Lee? Uh, recently, it's come out that Kevin Feige, uh, maybe somebody else deserves credit or blame or however you want to put it for this, but has said no more Stan Lee. And Marvel cameos. They're not going to digitally do them. They're not going to do anything. I think uh, that's good. They're going to let that go to yeah. uh, bed and rest. Uh, what makes that seem like the right call to you, Kelsey? One, it gets a little creepy when they deep fake people into stuff. Um, Rogue One was weird. When they when they deep faked Moff Tarkin in there, that was odd. It was off-putting. And, you know... Stan Lee as a role isn't inherently necessary for this stuff. It was fun as a cameo, you know, to watch a movie or a TV show or anything, see him in and go, Hey, that's Stan Lee. He's a big deal, but I'm, I'm glad they're not going to try and insert him digitally or anything in them anymore. That's, you know, let the man have his piece too. Yep. I agree. Um, so, Let's go ahead and jump into the next uh, conversation we got. Let's talk comics a little bit. We've got X-Force 26 coming out soon. Teased to be the biggest Colossus. I believe the headline I saw was the biggest Colossus storyline ever. Um, Don't know if I believe that. But um, how do you feel about Colossus returning to the forefront in X-Force? Uh, are you hoping to see more of him in that book? Hold on. Or is that book a little crowded already? Returning to the forefront? Other than the fact that he's been on like a, half the covers, but only in like three of the, the issues? What do you mean I forefront? Do you remember when he stopped the train with his bare hands? Oh, I do remember that. Not in X-Force. I don't recall that. That was in X-Force. That was in X-Force? 
Yeah, it's a him and Domino story. Oh, yeah. That's more than once. Okay, because he does it in uh, Ultimate X-Men, too. Because mm-hmm. they had to one-up that tractor-stopping power. Yeah, Listen, I, I'm, I'll be happy to have uh, Colossus in there, assuming he plays along the lines that he's been playing, the, a, a little more moral, because Beast in there is just... You hate the guy. I mean, it'll yeah. be nice to have someone to play more of a foil to him. I wonder if that also means Wolverine is going to start stepping away. Yeah. It, and I'll say this. I don't hate a bad beast. I, I don't, think that can be a good story. I don't hate I would, it. I would yeah. see it handled a little better. I, I, don't I, think, I like what he's doing. I don't think I hate the character turn. I, I'm a little shocked by it because it's not the beast I'm used to. But... Yeah. If they want to change the way his character goes, because obviously there is a dark beast, so he has the predilection that he could become this way. So, okay, he's, he's ultra national intelligence, you know, security state beast now. And that that's fine. And the, and the writer, assuming they're trying to make me hate beast, is doing a great job. Yeah. Because that, I'll say that. That's my thing is like, it's that same, like, you know, we we had suspicion of disbelief for Hickman because it's like, I'm taking over the X-Men, this is the direction I'm doing it. But he still cornerstoned all the X-Men where they were originally. Like, all the characters were the same, except for Professor X. So I feel like Beast yeah. being different is kind of the one thing that I'm like, I don't think this is ever going to get explained. And I don't hate what they're doing with him. Just want to know why he, why are you the way you are? Yeah. But... So, I you know I, I have I have gotten come to accept it and while I hate the character, it's it's like a heel in wrestling. You hate him, but it's like I'm I'm gonna I want to see what happens because the guy deserves his dues coming his comeuppance should probably yeah. show up at some point. Uh, I was watching a podcast recently with Kevin Durant and he taught he's a huge fan of the NWO and oh, okay. he compared whenever he got his little spiel where he like. Um, said all that terrible stuff. You remember his little like rivalry he had with uh, what's his name for Boston? I forget what his name is. Oh, um, Ronda? No, forget what is not Ronda. No, no, it's not a basketball player. It's like that guy who does commentary and Durant, like, oh, you know, talked about his wife or something. And anyways, he leaked all these texts about Durant saying me these IMs of Durant saying mean things and. Like they're like, do you feel like you're like the NWO version? You left the Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry and kind of like betrayed them. <laughs> they're like, and then you like they, you know, you got caught saying some kind of offensive stuff. And he's like, dude, if you say I'm like the NWO version of the NBA, he's like, I'm all in on that. Yeah, like a hundo, hundo percent. I'll take that. <laughs> so uh, I, I too like a dark turn, and there's nothing wrong with being evil. It's hated, hated, hates good. It means I care hey, about something. Gotta have the bad guys, or what else are the good guys gonna do? And hate's a good transition. Let's talk this week's comics. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're gonna jump right into T.D. Howard's Excalibur. T.D. Howard's Excalibur. Excalibur. Oh, oh, oh we, we open up. Uh, we are now in the... In Saturday... Yeah, Saturnine's 
courtroom basically having Merlin complain about all these dirty mutants walking around and how Captain Britain's not doing her job, etc., etc. You see some issues with Captain Britain and Saturnine again. Uh, basically, she's Captain Britain is Captain Britain to defend the other world, but also defends mutants. So you know her loyalties are suspect. Um, Beast, speaking of, is in this issue taking a sample from the blight spoke of some mineral that's great, but the sheriff is going to shoot them, but doesn't, or attempts to. Eventually, Excalibur team decides they're going to go free the prisoners from Merlin's realm, and Merlin tries to kill them. They make the decision to flee down due to Richter and escape on a train because now Gambit can power things. And also they bring the British team strike back because they ended up being mutants. Mm -hmm. So that's happened. Um, I got to say, this has been better than other Excaliburs and that I'll be interested to see what they do with Otherworld. I, I, I like that they're focusing on that now. I don't really care about Gambit. And honestly, he was part of the reason I was excited for this this series. And it's just wasted. I mean, the, doing extra powers. Um, the in, in some of their behaviors, is just kind of odd to me. I mean, the, they go in, they free all of Merlin's prisoners and... You know, they're just doing as they please in this weird. You're trying to create a political drama in a way, and the way they behave looks like it just invites more problems. Which yeah, you're not actually to. benefiting Krakoa. You might be actually creating incidents. You know, yeah, right. Yeah, the, the book is interesting because one of the criticisms I felt originally was, you know, there's too many characters here. I don't care about some of them. I want to focus on the ones I like. And then they took the wrong lessons. They took out Rogue and they took out Apocalypse, the two that right. I really cared about the most. Right. So, it, it's, it's a hard look for Excalibur. I'm hoping they can turn some things around. Um, I, I don't know. I think, I think there's some potential here. Like, I think the other world thing could be cool. I, I just think there's a little too much whimsical for me in this one. Fantasy's not your setting in this sphere, right? I mean, well, like, I, mean like, I, I you like, like a fantasy combat fantasy is fine. Yeah, but like, but the X Men type stuff you're not used to that being just just less whimsy. You can do Excalibur. I, I did forget I did forget that Merlin apparently has an ace up his sleeve and that he apparently has King Arthur stashed away. Yeah. I, I assume that's a big deal. I Again, I, I'm not a long-time Excalibur fan, so I just don't know a lot of this backstory stuff. So the things that make me go, whoa, are, I don't realize them if, if they're supposed to. I'm sure someone who's read a lot, I don't know. You think there's a huge audience of, of those people that like are like, I remember the old Excalibur. Excalibur was big in the 90s, right? 
Weren't they I get, the I get Excalibur and Exiles confused? Because I know there was like the otherworldly Exiles where they traveled between dimensions and alternate universes. I don't think Ex- well, Excalibur like defended Avalon and stuff in Britain, and it had uh, what Rachel Summers, Nightcrawler, Kitty Pride, Juggernaut was on yeah, there for a little bit. Juggernaut yeah. was on them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think it could be cool. I just don't know. I- I'd like to see it be a little less whimsy and more like epic fantasy. Well, maybe you'll get your wish. I don't know. Maybe I will. Showdown with Merlin. Um, one way or another, we'll uh, we'll get something we like. Let's talk Way of X, number five, I want to say. Four, number four. Um, so Way of X, number four, picking up with the religious kind of story of Nightcrawler. It really not as much happened this week as you'd think. Uh, we get some reveals that Professor X, maybe Onslaught's connected with him. Uh, we get... More discussion with Legion and Zorn and Nightcrawler, and they really solidify their team. Um, however, it it all seems to be building towards this Professor X onslaught confrontation. Uh, one highlight I wanted to point out that I did enjoy, though, was the um, the part where they brought back Gorgon. I was real disappointed at first. I was like, they just brought him when, back. When? Like, yeah, he, yeah. Thought he died in Otherworld, but I I enjoyed that scene. Of seeing Cortez manipulate the situation and make it worse, and make a big scene, and Nightcrawler handle it the way he did, uh, was was a really cool little set piece in there. Um, I'm not sure Onslaught's working for me. We'll see how that turns out, um, and and how they resolve that storyline. Onslaught was a big '90s villain, um, and I'm interested to see. If it, it just seems like this is different than the I'm picking up from the Hickman plot lines and doing the religion. The onslaught seems pretty forced into that conversation. That's my point. Uh, onslaught seems like they had to have a bad guy. So they're like, yeah, let's do onslaught. Um, it does seem like Legion is taking over more of the religious aspect. Not that he is crafting it, but they almost hinted at him like being the Messiah of the mutant religion. And he is taking on that role a little bit more. His, his conversations with professor X. I don't hate him. Legion. Everything except for onslaught. I'm really like him, him nuking the green lagoon. Couldn't have been done by anyone but him. Yeah. If he, if anyone else had done it, it would have seemed kind of cheesy. Be like, wow, okay, great. He calls out onslaught and nukes the area. But Legion doing yeah. it, you're like, well, he's at that power level and also crazy enough. Just be like, yeah, I don't, I'll blow them all away. It doesn't matter. Um, the. I liked Nightcrawler's part. Like you, I was wondering about Gorgon being back, but I'm glad they explained that him coming back, he's like a child. It's not quite, yeah. it's not quite there. And the way Simple he that well, rock slide came back. And right. Point, right. He doesn't seem as off as him though. Like rock slide was, I, he was like a prepubescent. Like he was like a, like but a maybe, you know, maybe I they've had time pass as well, or they know how to deal with it a little better. Um, but why would they bring him back and let him suffer like that? Like, uh, well, on. he wasn't suffering like that. Like, like, okay, what he was experiencing out there was because of Cortez. Cortez ramped up his telepathy basically, and since he didn't have the control, he was yeah. just 
If you can't bring Gorgon back with his, like, which still doesn't make sense to me that, like, you know, they talked about how they backed up this person at this point so they could bring him back there. Like, but somehow Otherworld corrupts your save files. It doesn't really make sense to me. Right, like, like all the files back there. Yeah, but that's a side note. I mean, I still like what they do with Cortez. I mean, he's a complete jerk-off. Yeah. Um, This is a good piece, but I still am, like, there's oh, this huge backlog I, where you I, can't bring back Destiny and stuff. I kind of like enjoyed bring him back. I enjoyed Dust's part. Dust kind of showing up. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know, they kind of all these Omega level mutants. You know, they built all this, but they don't. They don't realize some. There are like details that they messed up. You know, or that yeah. they don't care about. Like the Olympus Mons is just constantly erupting now. They've got dust storm problems, and and when she mentions how the Iraqi or the Iraqi talk yeah. about it where they're like, oh, yeah, we don't care. Bring on this death storm. And she's like, yeah, we just can't let it kill, all, destroy the embassies. I, I, yeah, I, I like that little detail in there. I think this book is solid. I would, I would keep reading it. I like what they're doing with Legion. I love like, the cast they put together of having Dr. Nemesis and the oh, yeah. Brothers. I don't really know what's going on with the Zorn brothers, but I, I like that they're there. They I, well, cool. I like how they explain why they're there, though. Like, yeah. what are you guys doing? It's like, oh, we, we have to blow his head up if he if he starts going nuts. Like, that's that's literally all we're here for. Two yep. of us are just going to crush his head. But they kind of add a religious, zealoty kind of Krakoa look to things. Yes. Too. Like, they look they look the part of, like, uh, the church. Like, you could see them in stained glass mirrors look Right. That's all I'm saying in the background. Um, all right, well, let's go ahead and jump into our final book of the week. Uh, another Teeny Howard joint, X-Core number three. X- One of the multiple books we had this week. With a multiple man. X-Core begins with uh, multiple man basically explaining first how you know he comes to being um his mutant ability manifesting at birth and also how he structures a week at his laboratory including directions to all of his duplicates and what they need to do and things like that like just if you have like a factory or anything where where you have a team lead who's going to who dresses everyone maybe monday morning sets everything in motion and the reconvenes by Friday kind of thing. It's, it's, it's a bit like that. And I kind of, I enjoyed that. Um, we also see multiple man having the struggles of being a father, a new father and having a very difficult job, a very high pressure, high situation job. And that current job is there at a, basically a Ted talks type thing where they are going to, uh, show everyone that they've created 6G basically is my my the way what I'm taking it. Um, they're <laughs> yeah. going to make mess with the ionosphere and charge it with a bunch of high powered mutants, you know, who have the power of the sun almost, and put it into the ionosphere to make signals travel faster. Um, there are some oversights in it, I guess, magic doesn't carry the one or something for venting and it doesn't quite go off without a hitch. It has a hitch. It doesn't work. Um, during that time, um, oh, what's her name? 
Uh, Monet. Monet, thank you. Uh, Monet confronts St. Croix, and once again, her mutant power manifests when she attempts to psychically read St. Croix's mind, gets a backlash from it, and goes feral and almost kills someone. But St. Croix is able to stab her with some type of mutant suppressant and she escapes and then we're treated to a side multiple man comic which is really all they should have been doing is multiple man comics really I think Jeannie Howard nails multiple man as a writer and I could just do that I, I, I like the creative use of the character and like how they go through like how you would make an X corporation but like duh anybody could like if you have unlimited like I, I don't really feel like it's creative. Right. And I'll say this. In the past, every time he makes a dupe, their personalities are dramatically different and their goals aren't always aligned. Like, there used to be consequences to do. I like I like the way she's writing him, though, or the, or the difficulties he's having. Like, the whole thing of it's like, I sent one of my dupes to basically see my son take his first steps, so I really want him to come back so I can absorb his memories. Oh, wait he's the one who knows where the release valve is. Now he's hitting the release valve. Oh, he got vaporized. I don't get to, I don't have that memory now. You know, that's a fun way of playing the character and, and playing with the fact that you're overstretching him. And, and he is stressed. He's forgotten he's things. He's forgotten yeah. stuff where, where they're like, Oh, he forgot this. Like, well, yeah, he's stretched pretty stinking thing. Cause not only is he doing this, he has wasted his energies on being a bartender. I mean, you know, I, what I, what I, have trouble with in this comic is Monet. Monet should not be in any way running a corporation. I mean, she literally went and threatened a business rival and then got upset that the business rival had the audacity to have her dad was wealthy. Psychic protection. The, the, The lady had psychic protections and then she took that as an affront. How dare you have something that goes against me when I try and invade your mind? I mean, th- yeah. that whole premise to me is ludicrous. I mean, no, nowhere would that make you the good guy. You're, you're, she's, te- she's terrible. She is absolutely terrible. I don't know if that's her normal character. I mean, is this how she normally behaves in comics? I, I'm not, I don't follow Monet, but in this, I, if I'm, if I'm Warren, I want to remove her from the board. I don't care how rich her dad is. Obviously. Xavier's got more money. Sunspot's got enough money. You don't need her. Um, let's take another quick second and talk about uh, power rankings. So we kind of gone through the books this week. Uh, we now have three issues of X Four. So I feel like it's safe to put in the power rankings. We got one book that can't be in power rankings. You know what that one is? One can't be. Is Hellions can't be in power rankings? The, o- the only one that's new enough that we can't put in the power rankings is X Men. Oh, yeah, because it's only had one new. But uh, power ranking wise, I've got my update. So leaving the running is uh, X Factor, no longer um, book. Yeah, Uh, we picked up picked up uh, X Core since I've updated it last. I just wanted to throw my list out there, uh, see what you would redact and change. But um, for me, I, you know. You know my number one. Yeah, that's mine too. 
Undisputed. Uh, I go Cable, Dane goes Way of X. After that. I'll put, uh, I'll put Cable in there because it, 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 it's got more of a complete story right now. Um, I... Uh, maybe not necessarily like a fair comparison, but you still have to give it points for having that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, obviously, after the next one, it'll have to be booted from the power rankings anyway because yep. it's going bye-bye. Um, but I will say this about Cable, regardless of whether you think it's like great or amazing or whatever, like it, I don't think you can argue that it's not a good book. And the other thing is, like, it's the first book that's, like, left that wasn't, like, that you actually, like, are sad to see go. I mean, yeah. X-Factor 2, obviously. But X-Factor, once again, didn't get to tell its story. No. Kind of, like, got rushed. Like, yeah, it got rushed at the end, so. Um, so, I, I'm pretty pumped because I feel like Cable, with that penultimate issue, just, like, no matter what they do next issue. There should be something. Well, think I think they'll gonna... do Here's the thing, though. I, I, I feel like at least Cable... They knew they had the end in sight. It's not a surprise yeah. to them, so they got to work towards it. Um, I've been and really liking. Well. I've been really liking Sword. Yeah, um, uh, I have Way of X next. Sword's uh, dead even six, which makes it the halfway point. Yeah, like, it's the end of the top half for me. Uh, I'll just go through my next two that get the Sword, X Men, X Force, Sword. I well, still you have can't X have X Men. I thought X Men can't be in there. It, it can. I have to put it somewhere though. Like based oh. off the one issue, I, I, it, I'm saying that one's still going to fluctuate. But what, what I'll say is, is I think Sword is definitely a top half book, and you'll get no argument from me there. Yeah. Well, especially now that it's out of the the King and Black stuff, you know, the King and Black arc, I think, hurt Sword. I think if it, it may have those like two issues back or something, I, I think that would have that would ben- would yeah, benefit. Hey guys, we had some sound issues. Uh, the wrong input was coming in on my mic. That's my fault. I just couldn't hear uh, until I started to edit. Um, apologize for that. And I also know that uh, Dane couldn't make it this week too. So um, also apologize for that. We really enjoyed uh, talking about this week's issues. We're super excited for Inferno coming up, uh, Trial of Magneto, and so many other great books. Uh, until next time, I'll talk to you later. But uh, thanks for listening. And uh, next week, We're going to discuss Loki, so hope to see you then. Uh, Talk to you later. Uh, Sorry about the sound issues. Peace.